For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Granite Transformations. Done in a day. Beautiful for life. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, in my family, it wouldn't be Christmas unless I visited the Biltmore House Biltmore Estate at Christmas and seeing all the beautiful decorations, the huge Christmas tree, driving through Asheville. So it's time to bring on Leanne Donnelly. She is the PR director for the Biltmore Estate. And Leanne, this year is no exception. You've amped it up with, what, a 34-foot tall Fraser fir? Yes, ma'am. In the banquet hall of Biltmore House. And it's a real tree. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, let's give a little history. Um, George Vanderbilt built the Biltmore House. Correct. Okay. And why why did you choose Asheville? Asheville was a location back in the 1800s, um, late 1800s for, for his time frame, that was known for its wonderful climate and healing properties in terms of if you had respiratory issues. So George's mother suffered from those kinds of issues, and her doctor recommended that they travel to Asheville so she could stay for a while and take in the clean air. Uh, they lived in New York City, mm-hmm. and so this was a, a very popular place that physicians in the Northeast would recommend their patients to travel to. So George Vanderbilt and his mother had the means to do that. They came down, and while she was receiving treatments, he went out exploring on horseback, and he fell in love with the mountains in western North Carolina and decided he would like to build a home for his friends and family away from the city and thought that that this would be a perfect location. Well, how big is the estate? Well, the acreage right now is 8,000 acres. Mm -hmm. The house itself is 175,000 square feet, roughly the size of four football fields. So why is the Biltmore Estate so special at Christmas? I mean, you've been you've been decking the halls there for many, many mm-hmm. years. Forty-two years we have been producing, if you will, Christmas at Biltmore in um, our quote-unquote modern era. It started with George Vanderbilt in 1895. 1895 was the year he moved into the house, and by Christmas time, he was ready to open it to friends and family. So on Christmas Eve is when they all arrived from around the country, uh, from, the, from New York City mm-hmm. as well, and he kicked things off in a big way uh, with the holidays, uh, that holiday. And so, um, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I can't remember where you were going with it. What was the question? I said, uh, how, <laughs> you, and how you celebrate. How you, the, okay. Yeah. And we, we've decided uh, to... 
So for 42 years, we have been putting on the official Christmas at Biltmore celebration. And it dates back to 1895, of course, when George Vanderbilt first lived, first moved into Biltmore House, and he invited friends and family when he first opened the house Christmas Eve of that year in 1895. So we are following along the tradition he set forth. Well, I just saw a video of you bringing in that huge 34-foot Fraser fir tree and setting it up and you said the ornaments that go on that tree are like three foot tall some of them are yes not all of them but but there are quite a few that that are that large because if you think about it that is the scale with which we work the tree itself is 34 35 feet tall it's a live tree that we work with andrews nursery out of newland north carolina every year they grow our banquet hall trees for us and that tree goes into a seven-story tall room in the house, which yeah. is the banquet room, banquet hall. So when you think about that, it, it makes sense to have ornaments that large or they just get lost in the totally. tree. So how would George Vanderbilt have decorated that tree? And did he have that large of a tree? Yes, he did. He set that standard for us that very first year. He decided, and, and folks who worked for him said, you've got to have a big tree uh, because anything smaller is just going to be uh, lost in right. this huge room. So we have that in our archives and so we love to be able to be as authentic as we can to the original story for our guests to enjoy it as if they were guests of Mr. Vanderbilt's themselves. He decided, and I'm not sure why, but that large tree had 500 ornaments on it, it had 500 lights, and it had 500 wrapped, 500 wrapped gifts on it. And we do that very same design scheme every year. 500 gifts. That's right. So the gifts didn't go under the tree, they went in the tree. I think maybe they were both. They were in wow. both locations because he had a lot of people who worked for him, lots of family in town, and every child, once he got married, three years after he moved into the house, he married Edith Dresser, and Mrs. Vanderbilt was very, very keen on making sure that the folks who worked for them and lived on the estate were part of the celebration and so those gifts were were for the children who were raised on the estate by the employees who worked for the Vanderbilts and so every child had a gift and she was very meticulous in making sure she kept records on the gifts each oh, child wow. received every year so that she wouldn't repeat in the future years and she would um, purchase toys from FAO Schwartz in New York City and they would ship them down but we also have receipts from several stores in downtown Asheville where she purchased gifts. That is so neat but not just the um, huge uh, banquet hall that's decorated it's throughout the whole yes. estate yes the house itself this year has 65 christmas trees oh decorated gosh. all hand decorated by our extremely extremely talented floral design team they plan the event every year at least a year in advance mm -hmm. and even more so and so that is just in the house itself and there's dozens and dozens and dozens of other christmas trees around the property so do you have a theme each year for your Christmas decorations? We do, and this year it is the Gilded Age. And so when, when guests come, when you come and visit us, you're going to see lots of gold and silver accents from the ornaments on the tree to all of the, the floral arrangements, the decorations, the garlands within the house. When you first walk into the house, the entry hall has this drop-dead gorgeous three-tiered wreath that is suspended from the ceiling and each wreath 
teeth has these crystal bead strings, if you will, hanging off of it to create this look of a chandelier. Uh And then, I mean, it's really magical, especially at nighttime if you're there for the candlelight Christmas tours. That's what I was just getting ready to bring up, your candlelight tours Mm -hmm. of the Biltmore. Those happen every evening. Uh, I believe we don't have tours on Thanksgiving night or Christmas night, but we do offer these tours each evening. It's the only time we have tours of the house at night um, during the year. And every night uh, around 4, 4.30 late afternoon, a crew of Biltmore employees comes out and hand places luminaries around the front lawn. They light them, um, 300 or more luminaries that go around the front lawn, the front uh, they outline the front of Biltmore House. And then, of course, on the front lawn, we have a 60-foot tall Christmas tree. Well, of course you do. With a, around uh, 40,000 lights, give or take. And so when you come in for Christmas uh, candlelight tours, you come in, you, you when you drive into that um, front it's gate, you're just going to be blown away by... It's very, it's very magical and very enchanting. Uh, well, there's so much to see. You mm-hmm. can spend days um, touring things on the mm-hmm. on the Biltmore Estate because you have um, the winery. Let's don't forget the winery. <laughs> yes, um, because that's one of the most visited wineries. It is in the country. It actually. It is the most visited winery, which often surprises people. But when you think about it, Biltmore, the estate itself, hosts around 1.2, 1.3 million guests per year. And so a large percentage of those guests stop by the winery for uh, the tour and for tasting Biltmore wines. And so that kind of puts us up in this, you know, this it puts us up at the top of the rankings because we just have the benefit of, of lots of people coming through yeah. through, and, and we're really happy about that and very thankful for that. And there's something going on all the time at the yes. Biltmore. Of course, we have Christmas now, but throughout the year, mm-hmm. the Biltmore is is hosting or gearing mm-hmm. up to host some mm-hmm. event whether mm-hmm. it's the the tulips yeah. or the what different flowers mm-hmm. the gardens mm-hmm. i mean it's always a magical time mm-hmm. up there it really is and in the spring we always celebrate biltmore blooms and we have thousands and thousands and thousands of tulips all over the estate and those really do um really announced the beginning of spring and it's just a, a, another magical time but in a completely different way and um, every Easter we have um, Easter egg hunts on the front lawn and uh, so families really it's love that it's great for families in the summer we roll into our concert series and we have fabulous music right there right next to Biltmore House with beautiful sunset scenery and it's just a it it's the house stays the same there's so many elements about Biltmore that stay the same but throughout the year things change the personality changes the tone changes and so I love to encourage people to try to visit us all four seasons absolutely and didn't George Vanderbilt himself sit in his bedroom and look out the window during construction Mm -hmm. at at the different seasons and see how he was going to plan his garden Mm -hmm. and he had to sit up on I think a ladder. Belinda you should work for us. I think I'm going to. Um, Um, But let me tweak it a little bit because um, that story you're referring to is when Richard Morris Hunt the architect of the house wanted to make sure that the bedroom where Mr. Vanderbilt would sleep had a view that was just 
just an, a jaw-dropping view for him every morning because he was right in the, you know, he had all this land in the mountains. So they built a viewing stand uh, before mm-hmm. the house was fully constructed. And he took him, uh, or Mr. Hunt took Mr. Vanderbilt, who was a young man in his 20s and a bachelor at this time. Ooh, um, quite a catch. Up to this, right, up to this uh, platform and basically said, so what do you think? Do you think this will be good is enough this for work? you? Is this, will this work for you? And uh, obviously it must have. And with the help of Frederick Law Olmsted, the three of them really collaborated on not only the house, but the gardens, as you mentioned. And the gardens and just the grounds, the grounds were designed, Mr. Olmsted recommended it to appear as if it were a park. And so they're definitely, the, the, the grounds are right around the house. It's very much like a park setting. Mm-hmm. And you've got the formal gardens right. that ramble down the hill. But then it opens up into this pastoral scenery where uh, that, that goes right up to the river, the French Broad River. So it was all very, very planned out. But, you know, I think it also retains such a natural beauty that is just an un- incredible and unique place. And I think, you know, this all started um, in, what, uh, 1888 right. is when he first visited Asheville. Mm-hmm. Okay, Leanne, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Leanne Donnelly. She's the PR director for the Biltmore Estates. We're gearing up for Christmas at the Biltmore Estate. I can hardly wait. Uh, maybe one of those presents on the Biltmore tree is addressed to me. You're maybe. listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750. More of Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, you're stressed about your house guests that come and stay for more than a weekend? Think about George Vanderbilt and the Biltmore Estate. His guests came Christmas Eve and stayed for months. So Leanne Donnelly, the PR director for the Biltmore Estate, is here. And that's quite a crew to take care of. Certainly, certainly. But we love to say now uh, our Christmas season is so popular that we spend a lot of time getting ready for around 300,000 houseguests who visit us between uh, the Christmas season, which is November to January. So so if you can stay, because there's a lot to take in up there, you can't stay, of course, in the Biltmore Estate, but you there are two places now on the property that you can stay. Right. We have the Inn on Biltmore Estate. It has been open for several years now, and it offers a secluded hilltop private experience. And then we have a new hotel opening December 1st. It's called Village Hotel on Biltmore Estate, and it is right in the thick of Antler Hill Village next to the winery, fantastic restaurants. We have live music down there, and so we're excited to be able to offer that to everybody. So there's so much to do on the property. If you just want to take a quiet walk, if you want to go on a a, a wine tasting, if you want to tour the gardens, uh, learn all their uh, botany secrets that the Vanderbilts and their their greenhouse there's a lot to see and especially oh this Christmas season you if you're not in the Christmas spirit you will be by the time you step first foot on those grounds so Leanne where would you like to send people to get more information or times and tours we have a very uh, extensive website it is builtmore.com simple enough and you're welcome to 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 log in and you can see uh, how to buy tickets how to set up your tours and how to make hotel reservations okay leanne thank you so much thank you folks you can be transported into the the 
days of yesteryear through the pages of the Biltmore Estate and uh, down in their history portion down in the basement. I personally love to see their indoor pool and how the the staff of the Biltmore washed the clothes and prepared the meals. There's just so much. It's such rich history there at the Biltmore Estate. So I encourage you to take advantage of that. Just a short drive from Atlanta to Asheville, North Carolina. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Granite Transformations. Done in a day. Beautiful for life. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. This is my absolute favorite time of the year. You get to go in your attic or your basement and get out all your Christmas lights. And you're decorating your tree and you're decorating the exterior of your home and getting out that ladder and that staple gun and watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But I hope you're not getting up on a ladder and risking your life and keeping you from doing doing that and telling you how to decorate the outside of your home and do it like a professional and have it look like that and be safe illuminating design two of the professionals um, that make atlanta light up like an absolute dream is bill fry the owner and lisa o'connor the queen lead designer welcome you two to the studio thank you belinda yes thanks glad to be here now this is the third year you've been with us yes ma'am and you have lit uh, the best streets of Atlanta, um, some of the most beautiful gardens, and residential homes. Yes, we do a number of installations around Atlanta and really enjoy it. Um, one of the favorite parts for me, at least, is watching the children and their eyes light up, and even the adults and their eyes light up whenever they see the installations completed. There are, as you stated, a number of risks associated with installing holiday lighting, and that's why it's a better idea to hire a professional out there that we can come out and help you completely design your installation. We'll provide the We'll install it, take it down, and store it for you so you don't have to touch a thing and you have a house that your neighbors are envious of. So first, we're going to tell you what uh, illuminating designs can do for your house. And then if still you have that DIY in you and you want to do it your house, do it yourself, we're going to tell you how to do it yourself safely. So first, uh, there are many different things that you can do to your house. Uh, a lot of people want to illuminate their roof line, and, and that's very popular. And it's a very clean, classic look by doing the lights on the roof line. Now, to me, that's putting holes and little uh, staple marks in the shingles. No, not correct. Okay. Um, the great part about our, our fasteners are that they're non-invasive. They're actually plastic fasteners that'll clip onto your gutters or even slide up underneath your shingle. So there's nothing physically attached to your house. Um, no damage is ever present. We're not putting holes. We're not putting screws in. We're not putting eye hooks in there uh, to hold your roof line on. And you are correct. The, the roof line is where a lot of the clients start. Um, it provides a, a classic holiday time look for you. Um, gives you either gingerbread house look or it gives you icicles. Uh, or you can have icicles. And one of the really neat things this year is the 
icicles come programmable. So you can actually have them so they can fade in and out. They can chase down down the line of the down your roof line. Um, they can go in, in sequences and, and things like that. And the really cool part about it is they can all be controlled by an app on your phone. Are you kidding? Not at all. It's one of the newest technologies uh, with the manufacturer that we're using this year. Um, and they are they also make products that you can control colors, uh, the color of the lighting on your phone. So if one day you feel like being extremely festive and want to have red and green lights on your house, you can do that. Another day you want to be more classic and have the traditional warm white, you can do that as well. You can change it every minute if you want to, if you're so inclined. Now, I'm sure you're d using all LED. Yes, we are. Um, we even take it one step further. Um, we've been researching on the best products out in the market, and we go with a low-voltage LED, which um, now is included. It has a, a power pack, which controls the power and, and steps it down to low voltage for you, and it helps eliminate any of those water issues that you might have had in the past. Oh, now when I think LED, and a lot of people, they think of that cold light blue color that comes with LED and that's why I didn't choose LED lights for my Christmas tree for years and still haven't switched over because of the LED lights just aren't that warm color yet. Yeah, there there are a few things you need to look out for when you're buying LEDs. Um, one is the color. Uh, years ago, they, they did have the blue tint to it, and over time, those have slowly been getting better. Um, but when you look at the, the higher manufacturers, the better manufacturers of the products, you see that that blue is now out of the lights. Okay. Um, and one of the things that, that you do have is you have different colors that are coming into the market now with the LEDs. You have pinks and um, some other new greens and blues, um, some light blues, just allowing you to kind of get away from all white lights if you like and go with different colors, um, which are by design this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm traditional. I like the all white, even mm -hmm. on my Christmas tree uh, in the house. Okay, icicles. I remember the year that icicles hanging from your gutters was the new thing and, and everyone had them. You know, heck, on my street, there's still people that keep those up pure around um, <laughs> are those still being used oh yes um, and like I said before we have there's new technologies and with the new technology old products become new again so you don't have the stagnant just white lights hanging there you can make them so they'll, they'll fade in and out so it actually looks like it's snowing and they do make another alternative now which is an icicle drop tube uh, which is anywhere from one foot to three feet and it looks like it's a snowstorm oh um, wow we've are done, you serious yes we've done installations where we've put 100 150 of them up in just a, um, an area and it looks like the snow is coming down on you it's absolutely incredible oh i would love that now this is my favorite when you take a tree or a bush say in your front yard you have a a magnolia or something along those lines and you wrap it from the base and then go up into the tree canopy where it's just loaded with trees that is my absolute favorite thing that I see and it just I just can't get enough of those and I know I see it lined down Peachtree Street right now in Buckhead and down in downtown Atlanta and I love 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 that look yeah the the tree wraps are, are fundamental in the holiday lighting industry they're they can make or break an installation. Um, by doing them correctly and nicely, they 
they're just awe inspiring. Um, we always say one of the funny things we always say is you can always go higher and wider um, and take it for, take the lights further out on the trees because as you're actually defining the branches, what it does is it creates a completely different nighttime look for the tree. So as if you're wanting to do it yourself, one of the things you need to look at is when you see a tree that you're decorating, go and start by walking around the tree. Look at the tree 360 degrees because it's not just one angle it's going to be seen from. So you want to make sure that everywhere around the tree, you're right and your left balance. You don't want uh, what I call the crazy arm, a branch that goes out 15 feet and then right. on the right hand side have a branch that goes out only 5 feet because at night that'll look off centered and out of balance. So the big thing is you can take even out of balance trees in the, that are out of balance in the daytime and create them into evenly distributed uh, trees in the nighttime just by how you disperse the lights. So okay tell us if, if someone wants to do this to a tree and an island in their front yard how do they go about wrapping a tree? Um, basically what you want to start is you work um, from the bottom up. You, you start wrapping around the base and then and come around and pick the branches that you want to hit. More than likely you're not going to do every single branch on the tree, but you want to do the prominent ones, the ones that are going to give you the best nighttime look. Um, there is an art about it. You just can't pick ran like 15 branches and say, okay, that's it. You want to make sure that they're, they're the right branches, that they give you height, they give you depth, they give you width. Uh, those are really the things to look for. So you basically just wrap your lights around, um, take them out as far as you want in each branch and then come back in the same direction that'll give you the nice X pattern um, which will help evenly disperse your lights and that you're not going to wind up with a candy cane looking tree so around the base you're going tightly around in a circle and then once you get to the limbs of the canopy that's when you're going up and down with the lights correct yeah you're gonna leave about um, a four inch spacing or so between each run of lights and by run okay. I mean each turn as you're going around and then you'll take that out to the branch and if you have smaller branches you probably want to condense that down a little bit so you get a better light distribution okay here's a question that my husband and I argue about how many strings of light can you hook together safely <laughs> before you need to interject a extension cord okay very good question um, if you're using incandescent lights, the answer varies. Um, so if you're using incandescent lights, you can do three strands in a row normally. Um, your safest that's not bet, many. No, it's not. It gives you about 300 lights. Um, that's why people have gone with LED. Because LED, you can run 20 to 30 strands, uh, depending on the quality of the wire. And it really depends on the quality of lighting, so you always defer to the UL listing on there and see how many amps you can run through the wiring. Because the main thing you're worried about is, or that you concern yourself with, is the first three inches of cord from the plug. Um, because that carries the the electricity of all the previous or all the future lights because it has to come through to the power and then runs out that way. So that's your main focus point. So with incandescence, it's three strands. LEDs varies depending on the quality of the lights as well as the quality of the cord. Now, can the layperson go out there today and buy a decent quality looking LED lights? Yes. Oh, Bill. <laughs> yes, you you can get some some quality products. It's not going to be what you what the the professionals use, um, but you can go out there and get quality products. They are out on the market, and it, it takes a little bit of research. Um, Is and, there a uh, company you like? Uh, I'm trying to pin you down here. <laughs> <laughs> we currently use S4 um, for products. Um, they are absolutely phenomenal. They the company's just named S4. S4. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they um, they supply lights to Disney, Atlanta Botanical Gardens, Cheekwood Botanical gardens and a number of other large installations across the United States. Okay, S4. Did you hear that, people? Uh, S4. So I'm going to be ordering my, my lights for this year for my Christmas tree. Okay. Yeah, and they're fantastic people to work with over there as well. Now, what I love about your company um, and 
if we don't get it, we'll uh, after the break we'll explain more. Your company comes in, puts up the lights, the decoration. If you have garland, if you have wreaths, and and Lisa, this is where you come in. You meet with the customer, decide what best would suit the house as far as the decor, the design, the light. And then y'all decide what you're going to do. Right, exactly. Um, we send a designer out, myself or a, one of our team members. They listen to what you what's important to you. That's the most important thing. Everybody has a idea of what they're looking for for Christmas. Or if they don't have an idea, then we will give you some great ideas and help you from scratch. And then you decide on that, and then the customer would purchase that. For the first year and then you would come and install it correct me if I'm wrong then you would come and install it and then after Christmas you come take it down that's right um, the pricing that we give and we come out and give an estimate includes the installation the design of course um, any maintenance that might be needed during the season then we come, we take it down, we package it up, put your name on it, and um, bring it back out the next year. We store that at our facility in Norcross. We test them to make sure that everything's working wonderfully. So no worrying about tangled lights and, and bringing them out of storage and finding that they don't work. See, I love this. It's a no-hassle thing for you. It's an email or phone call at the beginning of the year. We're going to take a break. We're talking about exterior illumination, as Clark Griswold would call it, with the folks from Illuminating Design, uh, Bill Fry, the owner, and Lisa O'Connor, the head designer. And we're talking about how you can have them do it or do it yourself. We're going to come back with our final segment with them right after this. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. We are getting ready for the holidays, and we are decorating the outside of your house with the help of Illuminating Design. We have Bill Fry and Lisa O'Connor in the studio, and they're talking about if you want somebody to help you do it, you can give them a call. If you want to do it yourself, we're giving you the information so you can get out there and have that professional look. So Lisa, how does it work if a customer wants you to do it? Well, what we do is we have a staff of design consultants like myself. So we have someone come out. They will actually walk the property with you. They'll listen to your design ideas if you know what you want. Or they'll be glad to offer some suggestions or do a complete design for you. We're, we're good always. So how does the de design start, Lisa? So you, you decide what you want. And does the customer buy the actual product? We actually design and have all of our product. So we will recommend the right product for the customer that we will provide. The first year, you purchase the product. Um, we, the price that we give you on visit will include installation, maintenance during the season if needed. We have a 24-hour service agreement. Then we will come back. We will take it down, package it up in a safe, storage-efficient way, and then store it till next year. Then usually we send a reminder out very early in July 
um, with some additional incentives to get you ready to go for the next year. And if you want to change it up the next year, you can always do that. But your initial cost is buying of the product, and then the second year is just the installation. Correct, which runs about 60% of the first year cost. I love it because you're doing the work, and I'm getting all the glory from the neighborhood. I'm getting yard of the month. Okay, if you have a website you want to give out? We do. It's christmaslightsatlanta.com. And is there a phone number? Yes, it's 404-454-8944. And we're going to give some helpful hints on my website, belindaskelton.com, and also the location where you can buy Bill's great location for his uh, LED lights that are warm, and you can put 30 strands together and not burn the house down. All right. You've been listening to Atlanta Living. Guys, thanks for joining us in the studio. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. Happy decorating. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.